Okay. Hey guys, it's Iman. <laughs> it's Raz, yeah. And this is the Talkaholics podcast, episode number five. Um, we're we were, at five, yeah, we're already at five. We say this after every episode. We yeah. need to stop. We're gonna be like, wow, seven. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I know we were gone for like two ish weeks, but um, Razia went to Portugal. Yes, I did. And then things got hectic with work <laughs> but we're back we're good we're, we're here back. we're back um, um this podcast is a loaded one and you'll yes. probably see by like how long it is like hour we're sorry plus. we just talk a lot yeah it's in the title you know what you were getting it's <laughs> okay um so we talk a little bit about travel but then get right into career stuff yes so get ready for a lot of that a lot of advice a lot of lessons learned from our end um but yeah i think it's a good one it's full of a lot of substance yeah and... i think we we did a pretty good job yeah. i mean we like we said talk about travel and then we go into advice about career and school and just like learning yeah. as an individual how to, how to figure stuff out when yeah you know when you become so, that age of like when you have to figure yeah things out. and we're we're currently in that boat we're here with you guys so yeah. you know we kind of this was a kind of a little therapy session for ourselves <laughs> too <laughs> kind of but i mean what i wish i knew if it's something that you guys are constantly thinking about, if work and school are constantly on your minds, this is the podcast for you because it'll <laughs> probably come up again. <laughs> so um, I hope you guys enjoy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk right now. <laughs> Bye. Bye. been surprised well not surprised because i used to have it like you know the i don't know how to say it the way way the hawaii the, <laughs> the way way H-U-A-W-E-R, yeah yeah right? hawaii no, don't even ask huawei me. i used to have one in yeah. grade 12 <laughs> okay for a couple years and i th- those ones are sturdy because i dropped it in the ocean and it still survived in, in, um, in the ocean not even a lake no no it was in the ocean in ethiopia oh. <laughs> <laughs> i dropped in the real ocean. yeah like we were in um we were in this in this city <laughs> called Awasa, and there's like a huge. I don't know if it's an ocean. Is the sea and the ocean the same thing? I wish I see. I should know this. I I think I've googled this before, and I think the sea. There's something about like what it borders it makes it the sea versus the ocean, ocean. something like that. I feel bad having gone through all of high school and not know that. <laughs> but I don't know if it was a... I don't think it was a lake. Okay. But I'm pretty sure it was like a sea slash ocean slash great body of I, water. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, even when I was in... Even when you're... Like, you know when you're in Portugal, like the, the, the body of water that literally... Yeah, is that... The that's it's the, a river. That's, that's a, a river? river? That's Tigris River. Every single tour guide who took us in and around the city yeah. was like, it's this Tigris River to your left. I'm like... It's a river. But it's huge. It's like, okay, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a river. I don't know. Like, we were in it. And I was, you know, just having a great time. Hmm. And my phone was in my pocket. Mm. My jean jacket pocket. I specifically remember this. Yeah. Oh. And I bent over to roll up my pant legs a little bit more. And it just oh. went bloop into the water. And I freaked out. I was like, my phone! <laughs> and I just like, immediately, it was like five seconds. Yeah. I just like grabbed it and I pulled it out. And... 
it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't have to put it in a bag of uh, Wait, rice, you, anything. you managed to, like, pick it out when it, like, did they saw Yeah, it? it went into the water, and I just went, bloop, and I picked it back out. Oh, look at you. And. Fisherman skill. <laughs> and then after that, um, yeah, we were still in pretty shallow water. Like, we were standing, I was, it was only, like, maybe calf length. Oh, okay, you know, it wasn't, okay. like, it wasn't, like, really deep yet. Yeah. Um. So I was able to retrieve it, but I thought my phone was done for. Like, I thought it was over and yeah. done with. Yeah. But it was fine. It was fine right away. You didn't have to put the whole No, thing. I just dried it off. I it was fine. But the only thing is, like, um, after that incident, like, you know, sometimes the camera just wouldn't work or something like that. But other than that, I used it for another, like, year or two, and it was completely fine. And I, I was went, like... That reminded me of, like, when I, uh, my family, like, my whole family went up to this peach farm thing up in North Ontario. I forget exactly where. Um, but it's this really popular peach farm, like you see Instagram pictures of it all, like all over the place during this time. And they have this like tour thing where basically it's a tractor that's hooked up to a bunch of like seating buckets, I guess, like just, um, like uh, they're hooked up like a train would be like, just, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 I get it. And there's like three sets of them. So my whole family took up majority of like that, (laughs) Yeah. of that, of that one ride because there's so many of us, there's like what, 13 plus of us. And we're going down, and it's not even that fast, but the same thing of, like, my brother and I was taking pictures, drops it to the side of the road. Oh. And then the whole, the whole, like, everyone saw it happen. It was pretty dramatic. The whole, like, little cabin of people were like, stop this! Stop the tractor! He dropped his phone! Stop it! And then we had to stop. He could drive it off. Because, like, we're literally in the middle of, like, main road, like, getting around oh. the, the peach park. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> Oh, but yeah. But yeah, so like there's sorry, there's okay. this uh new model of that phone, can't pronounce the company's name. And it's like the P something, some new thing. And like the quality of the camera is insane. It's like I think I could I would say it's better than the Google Pixel. Like mm-hmm. have you seen the pictures the Google Pixel takes? Ooh, that's crazy. You know what? Like But I don't trust Google phones. Like I'm like Me neither. I don't want a Google phone. I feel like Google already runs my life. I don't need a phone to do that as well. <laughs> I no cuz I, I like I've heard enough stories about it being accident prone and oh. like you know a lot of like if you have a Android, if you have an iPhone, there's enough people out there knowing how to fix that kind of a system, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. Versus Google Pixel. I've never even seen that. Yeah, the Google Pixel, the camera quality is crazy too, but this one is like insane. I saw I have um a friend who is using it right now. Like she mm-hmm. posts like Instagram pictures with it and stuff like that. And it's crazy. Oh my god. Okay. Um but I still won't I won't stray from my my iPhone, my Apple. What? I love Apple. Yeah, did you start with Apple? No, I didn't. That's the thing. I started with Android. Interesting. What a traitor. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Androids, I, I, I don't, I don't lie. I know Androids are better in terms of like their ability to do certain things. Like your Android is, if you have an Android phone, it's like having a mini computer on you because yeah, yeah, you can do a lot, a lot yeah. with it. Yeah. When you come to Apple, you're very restricted to Apple products. Yeah. I understand it's a marketing scheme. I fell for it. It's, <laughs> I, I know it. I'm aware. I think that it's okay because I'm aware. You know, yeah. I know that they're That's scheming true. me, but I love them so much. <laughs> like I have a MacBook. I have my phone. Mm. My all my music, oh, you, you have, like you my audio players. Before, you know, I used to have, like, before the MP3s and the Walkmans and stuff like that. Mm. After all that, mm. I had all Apple. I had the I, the iPod Nano, my lime green iPod Nano. Mm. Used that throughout high school. I had the square one. What are the, what's oh, the, the shuffle. The mini shuffle, shuffle, right? Yeah, just, I, I had the that. Nano, and I also had the Touch. Mm. 
um, throughout high school, which I still have. I found it in my house the other day. Isn't it weird looking back at that? Yeah, it is weird. I know. And then I had the iPhone after my Huawei. Way I had my. I had the iPhone 5S. Yeah. And then the, I got the iPhone 6S, which is the one I have right now. So yeah. I've only had two iPhones, and I have my MacBook Pro. But you've had a shit ton of iPhone products. Yeah. And then my mom had the first ever iPod Touch, the first generation. Mm, okay. It's so disgust. It's so ugly when you look back at it now. Like she still has it. It's so fat and ugly. Oh my god. But yeah, she had. So like my whole family is Apple, except for my dad. He's Samsung. Samsung. Still with Samsung. Okay. For us, it's like, a, it's only my family. Everybody's Android except for one person? Two people. Two people. My, my oldest two, like my sisters. Mm-hmm. Both of them. No, I will never go, I will never stray. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but Apple, they just, I love the way their products look. Mm. Like, I look at an Android and I'm like, yeah, you look okay. <laughs> but, like, you, you the you Apple look, products are like... the aesthetic, I get it. I'm sorry, <laughs> the aesthetic just, it's so pleasing. And I like the way, like, they're their operating system like looks everything mm. is just it's nice i think it's uniform. the one thing about apple products that i'm like oh, that's like the one thing i wish apple got on top of was that if you like for example my sister like downloads a bunch of podcasts on her phone that is easy because it's all on apple music well, and you were one account mm-hmm. so i had a macbook it's there, it's there too exactly like, that's what i i'm like oh we need that yeah i know gmail has like some capability but it's not the same shit it's not the same no thing. no anywho i want to talk about portugal Oh yeah. Back. Uh, we just talked about what three weeks ago. Oh, and what was the story? What was the story that we're like shush shush? We did this for the podcast. We were just talking. I don't remember. What was the story? Oh my god. We talked too much. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot. What was I talking about when I came in? <laughs> we talked about wait, traveling in the beginning. This is oh okay. This is what I was talking about. Okay. I was talking about how I was. I just came back from work, mm. right? Mm. Um, like present time right now. <laughs> I just came back from work and I spent my entire shift. Oh yeah. Um, looking at places to travel, basically. Yeah, because there's people around you and you're. Yeah, so I was I was trying to look yeah. busy, but then I was like I had nothing to do, so I was yeah. like, okay, I'm just gonna look at to travel. Oh and God. actually, what I was doing is, um, I had like my notebook out and I was like writing all these things down, like how much it would cost to li- live there or something like that. Because there's this, um, the government actually offers in Ontario or Canada. I'm okay. pretty sure it's, yeah, Canada. Okay. Um, they offer this international experience. So what is it called? Hold on. Let me open my notebook okay. and look at my notes. Look at your research. <laughs> Ooh, look at you. What is that? It's Chuck E. Cheese. She's just got Chuck E. Cheese tickets like a lot. I was just there yesterday. Notebook. That's why. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, so it's called the International International Experience Canada. So it's okay. it's throughout Canada. So what the government offers is this service um, through the government that that allows you to to obtain a work visa okay. in the countries they partner with. So they con- I think they they said that they partner with over forty countries around the world. And so if you go through the government, it's a lot easier, faster, and cheaper to obtain this visa. And a lot of the countries you get. A visa for up to 24 months which is two years wow, okay cool. so me i was like this is perfect for me i've been looking for ways to you know leave because I, I i i'm sure um we've talked about this before but i was gone for six months in europe for my exchange i actually so, don't think we talked about it in like at, at all oh in well <laughs> now you know now you know <laughs> um well i went away um in 20 
2017 was 2017 right last year yeah 2017 so january january to june 2017 i was in the netherlands for my academic exchange through my university um and that allowed me to live in europe for six months alone which was great um not that i don't love my kind like my hometown i not that i don't like living with my family living with your family is very great and beneficial in many ways but i have never had to live alone by myself and it provided me an experience that I will cherish forever. Yeah. Because it gave me it gave me like the autonomy and the independence to kind of learn how to do things on your own. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know about you, but like for my parents, my parents as immigrants, like they know they went through a lot of struggles when they came to Canada, obviously, and they've had to build themselves up from basically nothing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to having kids, and there's only two of us, me and my brother, yeah. when it comes to having kids, they want to provide us with everything they didn't have. So a lot of times that can become, um, they can spoil you a little bit. And yeah. I'm not saying we're like spoiled brats, like we don't understand the value of things. It's more that we didn't have to do certain things that maybe another family would make their kids do. Right. So maybe some of my friends, when they grew up, their parents gave them chores, right? Mm. My mom, uh, she would give us chores, but it would be like, she doesn't mind doing it herself uh, um, to make sure that we are studying instead of doing chores or like make sure that we're on top of our school Mm -hmm. or make sure that we're doing extracurricular activities. Yeah, no, I get it. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? So in that sense, I kind of didn't gain that responsibility. Mm. Not that I'm not a responsible person. It's just that I wasn't, I was awarded a little bit of luxury in that way. So, yeah, yeah, so, like, it's not that I didn't know how to wash the dishes. I didn't know how to do my own laundry. It was the fact that I just didn't have to do it for a while. So this awarded me that experience, um, and I really cherished it, and it was great. I mean, I obviously miss my family, but... Mm -hmm. It's still good to, you know, live live out of your... Yeah, exactly. And I was also lucky to make really good friends while I was there and also bring like I two of the people that came with me on exchange were from Toronto as well so I it's not like I was so disconnected from everybody I still had that connection to back home and I still was around a lot of people that were like-minded and Mm. we were it was a great time I really miss it I truly do (laughs) and during that time I also got to visit many countries I got to visit where did I go? So in the Netherlands let me itself, count, let me count. in the right. Netherlands itself, I visited different cities. Right. So there was like Rotterdam. I went to Amsterdam. I went to Den Haag. I went to other places. I can't remember their names, <laughs> um, but different cities in the Netherlands. And then um, in Belgium, I went to Brussels and Bruges. Mm-hmm. Um, in Spain, I went to Barcelona. In France, I went to Paris. In the UK, I went to London. Um, Morocco, I went to Marrakesh. Beautiful place. Very hot. Um, Where else? Oh, in Croatia, I went to Split. Oh, I loved Croatia. And then in Portugal, I went to Lisbon. I think that's everything. Yeah. So, like, within six months, I went to all these places, and it was so amazing. In total. I was, yeah. I'm a world traveler. It's still not enough, though. Like, once you get that little taste, you're like, oh, I need to go more. I need to go more, but I have no money to go anywhere. Um, But bringing that all back to my point is that this is... I didn't know that there was, like, um, an opportunity like this. Like, obviously, you still have to pay your own way, right? You're paying your fare to get to the place you go to. You're paying for your your living expenses. But, oh, another thing that I didn't mention that this, this experience through the government gives you is they also provide you with support to help you find a job in the place that you're you're going to move to so say for okay. example if i wanted to go to london in the uk they pro- they helped me um apply for my visa and obtain my visa eventually mm-hmm. and then they also find me support 
like they um, connect me with like an agent or something that can help me find a job in London. Okay, cool. So that way I, I'm more, you feel a little safer to make that move in, in like moving across the country or across the country, <laughs> across the world, <laughs> <laughs> moving across the world because you kind of have like a net, right? You have mm-hmm. something like you can ensure you're going to find a job That's when you cool. get I there. Really yeah, exactly, right? That's I just nice. did a little Google search and I found it and I was like, oh, well, your life changed a little. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. And maybe That's it cool. doesn't, maybe it doesn't. Um, guarantee you finding a job before you move there mm-hmm. but I think at the end of the day you're still guaranteed to find a job even if you're st- in London that that agent still connects with you okay. to find you a job okay so I've been heavily considering this because no, dude, yeah it's a great experience um I mean I've wanted to travel and the thing is I've always wanted to go back to Europe because mm-hmm. Europe I've only the most the most of the travel I did in Europe was western Europe mm-hmm. which is what a lot of people do because that's mm-hmm. where a lot of the the like you know hyped up cities and stuff like the big yeah. things travel tourist it, things are yeah, in western yeah. and europe it's in, and realistically too it's just more convenient because you're tra- traveling from canada that's what portugal was the most obvious yeah. choice it's literally the closest that's that's true out of all the European but like there's so many countries in eastern europe mm. that 100 percent are cheaper than western <laughs> europe and are way more beautiful like i want to go to mm. budapest i want to mm. go to turkey yeah. i want to you know like istanbul on my mind for a while yeah oh I want to go so bad because yeah. these places, they're like the architecture, the culture, it's, yeah. it's completely different from Western it's Europe different. and it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I, my thought was I want to potentially do it in London because, mm. well, first of all, language is English. Yeah. I've been to London. I love London. Really? Um, it's very multicultural. Same with Toronto. So like, I feel like when you, if I were to move there, I wouldn't feel completely out of place mm-hmm. other than my accent obviously yeah, yeah. um and i think that it would be it would be a great city to find a job in like what kind of like you i think i would get um experience that i would be able to bring back to toronto the thing is, is that i know a lot of people who have gone there for studies and then they've had almost no issue finding uh, a job right after or during and then stayed because they could support yeah exactly so and the thing is, is the pound is high up there in terms of currency okay yeah. because like it almost one i think one canadian dollar is 1.68 mm. no one pound is 1.68 canadian dollars oh, so, almost, so it's almost double that. yeah wow i didn't know that yeah okay it's a lot <laughs> <laughs> so if i you know like if you were to work in london and then come back to toronto you're like your money just doubled right yeah, there you're like whoa <laughs> mom yeah exactly and obviously london i mean the uk is a commonwealth with canada so we got friendships you know so and then that gives me the opportunity like traveling in europe especially if you plan it right can Mm. be super cheap like you can get a flight a round trip flight for like 30 euros as long as you're in there in europe and like already settling in there yeah traveling Traveling within within is is so easy yeah i could take i could and from london you can take a train into paris you can take a train to brussels like it's so easy and convenient to travel within europe yeah um and then also travel other places outside of Europe. So mm-hmm. say for example if I were to go to Morocco again, mm-hmm. it would be much cheaper for me to do it from Europe than from, you know, Canada. Canada obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, oh you know, God. so um it's on it's it's you know, it's in my mind. Do it, man. It's in my mind. I want to do it um but I just have to see kind of how my I have to plan it out. I have to span out my the next couple of years of my life. Mm-hmm. Span out. That's, that's, that's not a term you use. Sorry. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> plan out the next couple of years of my life. Um <laughs> 
because I don't want to be hasty in the decision because I get really excited about travel. I'm like, yeah, I'm down, let's go. But then you have to think, you have to be reasonable at the same time, right? You have to have the mindset to be like, yeah, I want to travel and it's it's a risk, but it's, it's I think it's a risk that is good to take. But at the same time, you have to, you can't just go out there and be like, no resources, nothing to fall back on. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make sense. So, yeah. But on top of that, though, I say, you know, if there's ever a time to make a decision like this, it's now. Yeah, right? that's right. why I don't want to wait too long because, yeah, yeah. yeah, I just finished school and I'm going back to school in mm. September, but it's completely online. Mm. Okay, so I told you about this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, I'm, for the <laughs> listeners, I'm going to be doing a voluntary and nonprofit sector management certificate at Ryerson. Wait, wait, wait. wait. No, no, no. You didn't tell me this part. What? You said that I thought you said that, that part about you having to do um, go back to school because even though you graduated, you had to finish. Oh, no, 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 no. That's done. Okay. I'm done that. Okay. I'm done with York. Okay. Finally. Okay. 100%. So, so where is this? Okay. Wait. Oh, I didn't tell you this. No, you didn't. Okay. okay well, this is God. news for everybody. Uh, <laughs> like, you're, like the podcasters can't know before me. No. Okay, no, I'm okay. doing a nonprofit voluntary. No, voluntary nonprofit. Oh, I don't know what the title of this thing. <laughs> voluntary and nonprofit sector management certificate. Cool. At it's like postgraduate certificate yeah, cool. at Ryerson. Okay. Nice. Um, it's with the Chang School. Okay. So it's completely online. They have an option for you to come in class like certain times, but it's on the weekends. Who wants to do that? No. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather yeah, just do it online. No, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I can still work full time and then do my certificate on the side mm-hmm. and they give you six years to complete it That's but i want to finish it hopefully within a year yeah. as soon as possible um and then i want to potentially go on and do my master's but i the reason why i didn't go straight into my master's was because first york went on strike and i didn't finish my course mm-hmm. um second <laughs> and i wasn't sure if i was gonna graduate <laughs> second um uh, is because i feel like with a master's you're specializing in a field and you need to know and a lot of masters you have to do research you have to do a, a yeah, research paper end, or some yeah. thesis at the end and you need to know before you even go into your masters like a lot of their applications ask you why you're going to the master what you want to research and for me i was like i don't know yeah, yeah. you know what it's i mean such a commitment yeah, yeah so cool. i did i felt like maybe doing the certificate will help me in terms of what i want to maybe specialize or focus on in the nonprofit sector in general because nonprofit like it expands or covers a lot of stuff yeah, right would, so yeah. um and that in terms of local and global because mm-hmm. you have your international That's development true, yeah, your ngos yeah. mm-hmm. but then you have like small organizations mm-hmm. like local organizations community centers stuff like that so i don't i i've always thought that i wanted to work internationally which i do but i also want to work locally too because i grew up in toronto yeah. what what better like i yeah. can and I feel help like and put yeah too, right? so I have a lot to think about. (laughs) I feel like I've talked way too much. (laughs) Go, Razia. (laughs) No, I was just going to say, like, that's more or less why I didn't go into, like, sorry, a master's right after um, university, because, I mean, it's almost a natural progression. Like, if you're you're an English major, if you don't go into teaching, the the B option is, like, doing your master's and specializing in something in literature, which for me, it's like, I would have, like, I really enjoyed my time. Like, the profs that I learned from at York were, like, phenomenal, made my experience, like, all the more better but for me committing to a specific topic within English literature and then specializing for me is like anxiety inducing because it's like I hate the idea of pigeonholing myself I yes. like the opposite of being able to go you can do anything yes <laughs> and oh it really bothers me because okay it doesn't really okay I don't want to say it bothers me because that's like kind of negative but it it makes me feel more anxious when people continuously ask me 
so what do you want to be? Yes, yeah. Because in my field, like, I graduated with a communications degree. Communications is very it's broad. Broad It is so yeah. broad. Yeah. And you can literally put yourself in any sector, in any business, any organization. Everybody needs a communications person. Yep. You can go into medicine. You can go into law. You can go into entertainment. Yep. Like So sometimes at work, people are like, oh, so what do you want to do? Like, what's your next steps? And I'm like, don't ask me that question. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Or like some of my younger cousins will be like, so like, what's your yeah, job? Or like, what's your, like, what's your title? And I'm like... Yeah, exactly. Like, you're just having a peaceful day, minding your own business, and someone reminds you of your life or something. Exactly. Like, I, did, I didn't ask for this. Like, I already don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and I, I feel just, like it's completely fine to not know. People, yeah. I've heard of stories of so many people who, like, started off in the sciences and yeah. ended up in psychology. Like architecture, some other yeah, random. Like, yeah, exactly. You don't know where your life is going to lead you. I think it's still good to have a plan. Like, even though I've went from... In high school. Do you remember that I wanted to yeah, go into computer you, engineering? Yes, yeah, I remember yeah. you were taking the math course. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so in high school, I wanted to go into computer engineering up until grade 12. Like, that's what my mm. my thought process was. But when I was in grade 12, like, you have, for computer engineering, um, if people don't know, like, you have to take chemistry and physics for the sciences. And for math, you have to take all the maths, except yeah. for data management or whatever. Yeah. You have to take um, your, what is it called? Sorry, the, the before calc. What's calc? calc? Uh, uh, advanced functions. Okay. So you have well, to take, you remember this more than I do. You have to take, <laughs> so take advanced functions in first semester and then calc in second semester. Well, you and then you got to take your chemistry and physics. Um, of course, you have to take your English and then the rest are your choice. Mm-hmm. Me, okay, so I wasn't just blind. I, I'm not, I didn't just think, oh, I can become a computer engineer. I saw that I had a skill. I was in the programming class. Remember, Razia, mm-hmm. grade 10 programming? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was actually one of my favorite Yeah, I actually love that course. So I was in computer programming and I was in computer engineering in high school. Mm -hmm. I was better at engineering, like the hands-on stuff. So that's why I was like, I'm not going to do computer programming because I I wasn't bad at it, but I just wasn't amazing at it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, computer engineering, that's my thing. I love it. It's great. Like I understood everything. I was the only girl in my computer engineering. Oh, wait, no. I was like one of two girls in my computer engineering class in grade 12. Yeah. Um, And so like... I, I wasn't just putting myself in that position because I thought, oh, I'll make great money, whatever. But when it started, when I started having to do those maths and sciences, that's, that that's was where my skill, hard. yeah, I wasn't, yeah. I'm not very good at math yeah. <laughs> in general. Yeah, so when it came to like, physics it relies heavily on math as well. Mm. So, oh, and my grade 12 physics teacher. Oh my God, physics bores the shit out of me to begin It's not even that, it's also, and also, the, what sucks is if you don't have a good teacher who's going to encourage oh, you to learn, that's, yeah. that's a part of the issue. Like, I, uh, my grade 12 teacher, I'm not going to name names, but um, he was not a very nice man. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. I think I do know Yeah. That. He was not a very nice man. He didn't like us. <laughs> like, point blank, he didn't like us. He would yeah. complain about our generation all the time. Oh. He just thought we were stupid. And, like, he didn't encourage us to learn. Whereas my grade 11 physics teacher was great. He loved, you could tell he loved physics and he loved teaching. So he would, he would encourage us to do our best. And that's why I didn't fail in yeah. grade 11 physics. I didn't fail in grade 12 either, but I didn't do good enough to get into the university program because mm. it's competitive, right? Yeah, exactly, so exactly, yeah. anyways, point of the thing is once I started noticing, I knew from the, like, I knew from pretty much after I applied for the programs, I was like, with my grades, I'm not getting into these programs unless I take another year of high school to, pu- to bump them up yeah. um which I don't want to do because mm-hmm. I feel like 
if it's going to take me an extra year of high school to get good at grade 12 stuff, yeah. what am I going to do in university? Four years, exactly. How am I, I'm going to be miserable. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't want to flunk out of university. I don't want to waste my money. That's yeah. my thought process. So yeah. right near the end of, like, the application timeline, so you know how you can apply up until, like, June, I think it was, or yeah. something like that, yeah. or, like, May, um, near the end of the application deadline for all, like, universities, I applied at York for the communications program as like a fallback. So if I didn't get into any of the programs, I was like, at least I can go into there. And then if I feel like I re- still want to do computer engineering after my first year, I can just switch, switch my program. Yep. So that's what I did. And then I ended up sticking with communications because I actually really enjoyed it. And I didn't go into computer engineering because I knew I would have been miserable. Um, because people who like computer engineering are still miserable. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's my thing. Because like, I find, because um, it's the same thing. I, w- I was in the same um, programming class that Iman was just mentioning. And like, I had so much fun in that because you know how like, okay, so there was like that final project task at the end, but then there was many like little quizzes in between that was like mm-hmm. very like math specific kind of, and you had to, so those ones I hated. I hated like the, the beginning knowledge yeah. based test stuff. It's a final project because that had anything to do with creativity that I was like, oh, yeah, exactly. Like, like, you know, mess with code and then make something. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't remember if you end up seeing it at the end, but it was like a, it's a piano game basically. So that you had to learn how to play one song and then each keyboard key was like the, the, I don't think I saw it. Keyboard set, right? And I, I know like literally one song on the piano. So I was like, that was like the one song I taught using the game. Lost my mind, like making that whole thing. Did so well on that, did some shit (laughs) in the rest of the course. But I feel like it's a, those kind of courses make me like sad because like I wish I carried on doing something like that because coding was so fun for me. Mm -hmm. But I knew to actually get a degree and it meant getting physics, meant, you know, having to take all the other math courses. But I know people like in the field right now who actually have nothing to do that, you know, in the education period did not go to computer science but because they kept up with a habit or a hobby of they have that skill code they are using it in the field exactly so- that's what makes me so upset because i felt like because it was linked to math and all that stuff yeah. i didn't i didn't continue with like learning that skill honing yeah. that skill yeah. even like because you did you take it after grade 10 the computer programming i don't think i, did. I took it in grade 11 yeah. and um it was great i it, like it wasn't it was still a good class but Again, the teaching style. That was my issue. That's the thing. Grade 10 teaching was great. Oh, Phenomenal. I love this She's more. great. She's great. She was our only female, like... <laughs> it was a female-specific yeah, costume. Yeah, that's the thing. And she yeah. was one who pushed for it. Our, our grade 10 mm-hmm. teacher was one who said, let's have a female computer science class because when she was in school, she told this story a yeah. lot. When she was in school and she wanted to go into computer stuff, it was all the guys and it was really intimidating, but she still oh. did it. And so she said, let's have this space where, you know, girls can feel comfortable to do this without the pressure of all these guys in their class. It such a difference, I think. I, we wouldn't 100%. Been, There's people in that class that wouldn't have been in that class if, no. if there was only them and a whole bunch of guys. Yeah. So, and that really encouraged me too. So when I had her as a teacher, she was very encouraging towards us to, you know, even if we weren't going to go further with this in our career, like to still, you know, use it. Yeah, just as get a, some exposure or, you know, to, to have it, some, ex- you know? yeah, exposure to it. And then when I got to grade 11, it wasn't that the teacher wasn't um, encouraging or he, he wasn't like, you should continue with this. It was more... His because he knew everything about programming, the way he taught, he didn't. I'm not trying to um, <laughs> insult him. That's the thing. It wasn't that he didn't like to teach, or he wasn't passionate about si- computer science or computer programming. It was the fact that since he knew everything, his style of teaching was to just to tell us how to do it. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah, it's kind of pedantic. Like he. Yeah, was, it was oh, just okay. like you do this, this, and this, and this, and this to get this result, and that's it. So. Mm-hmm. 
he, I don't know explain it. It's like if you already understood the function of each and every code, you would be able to learn the way he taught yeah. because yeah. you already understood the function of everything, so you just have to plug it in. Mm-hmm. But for me, I don't, like, only taking one year of the class, I didn't understand all the functions of all the words and all the code and all that yeah. stuff. So, or, like, the way you would, you know, how the, how you would um, code it, the way it um, would be structured. You don't, if you don't understand each and every term of that, if you don't get taught that, then you're going to feel kind of lost because you're, you're like, okay, you so, like you're yeah, I, I, yeah. I understand that I need to put this word here, but why? Mm-hmm. The why, that why, that was, what, that was yeah. missing. So, yeah. since I didn't, and that's why I didn't do as good in that class. It's not that I did bad. I got like a 70-something. But mm-hmm. it's the fact that I felt like lost in the class a lot of the times. And I had to do that extra work to keep up. That kind of discouraged me from continuing with it. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, you know what's too hard. Why yeah. Why should I put pressure on myself to, yeah. to continue with it? Which yeah. I wish wasn't the case. Because coding is so useful now. If you know oh a little bit God. of code. Oh. It, it just... The fact, especially in the in like the, the um the world right now, creative job boards industry like right now, it's developers they're looking front end developers, people who know HTML coding, people who know all this other stuff. Uh, that is like it's almost a prerequisite for a bunch of other jobs too. Yeah, it's not even, even if you want to go into like um, marketing, design doesn't matter. Design, whatever. if you know code, it's man, different. it's different. You're leverageable to like and and not even industries that are specific to marketing to brand development whatever. It, like small companies who really don't know how to use like a computer like yeah. they're looking for people <laughs> who know that stuff right but anywho somehow we got into the topic of school and learning development and stuff. well i think <laughs> that we can we can kind of like over oh, I, <laughs> I can't i think we can like an over over oh my god can i speak <laughs> overarching like theme or lesson of all the things that we've spoken about travel yeah. you know school I'm like in terms of planning your entire life, it can be very daunting, right? Yeah. Like even to this day, we're both because all of a sudden you're just given the responsibility. Yeah, we're to both make decisions. We're both own, like, like early twenties, yeah. right? So we're still young, um, but the fact is we're early twenties, so we're adults, and as we grow older, we're only gonna have to figure out more and more in our lives. So that becomes very stressful, and so I think my biggest advice is, no matter what you want to do. Don't let anybody, first of all, don't let anybody stop you from doing, this is very like um, cliche advice, but don't yeah. let anybody stop you from doing what you want to do. Or tell you how to live your life. Or tell you how to live your life, okay? Yes, I obviously there's people that you look up to like or respect, whether it be your family, parents, friends that may give you advice, but you always take that advice and then you make it fit in your life. You don't have to take it word for word. Yes, yeah. Right? Yep. You take that advice, yes. you respect, and you appreciate <laughs> that people are will, are caring enough about you to give you that advice. You may mm-hmm. not always agree with that advice, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just because someone gives you advice doesn't mean that your life has to follow it, like, word for word verbatim. Yeah. No, you take that advice, and you, you kind of, like, fuse it into your life and how you live your life. Yeah. And then on top of that, I'm a big advocate for making plans, whether it be a plan for the year or the next five years. It doesn't have to be specific, like, to the T, exactly what you're going to do, you know? It's just, like, a, a general thing of where you want your life to go. Have a, you know, like, a little, yeah. you know? The, what I've learned are, are two things. Like, what you just mentioned for me, it's, like, it's not even just having a plan that I think is important. But I think 
especially being as young as we are, first of all, if you don't have the exposure to everything in the world that's out there in terms of jobs and stuff and career development, it's hard to make a decision about where you want to go because there's just like, A, I don't know what is out there, so how do you expect me to choose right now? Mm -hmm. So what I would say is not just have a plan, but like understand what it is that you don't like, right? Yes. That helps you big time in terms of narrowing the gap. Mm -hmm. Because for me, um, you know, like having like to think about, you know, which jobs I want to get into you know you know you go to a certain amount of interviews and understand okay these are the type of people i like working with right like it took me a couple of years to understand this but things like you know understanding do i like working by myself on a day-to-day basis or do i like working with teams okay then i don't want to necessarily work in this type of office culture like you know you help yourself narrow things down yeah so making decisions becomes easier so like get familiar and start accepting what you don't like you don't have to be a jack of all trades and be like I'm exactly. the super adaptable person that anybody in the entire world could hire me and I'm perfect like that's just no it's not, not realistic, realistic. Yeah. So, yeah and you're not, at the end of the day you're not happy if you're consistently having to meet someone else's expectations mm-hmm. right like you are a certain type of worker a certain type of person whether you're in a leadership position or a worker be you're certain things that fit you and help you work better so that's what I would say but, yeah yeah in terms of like taking life advice too I think it, I've been told I've been told this by, by um, a coworker who actually, I think, um, he, he said it better than I'm going to say right now, but it's that I feel like, you know, taking advice is important and listening to it, I think, to a certain extent, not just as necessarily swallowing it and taking it for what it is. Yeah. But, you know, you don't have to, if you don't have to be so in control of your life all the time. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way that everything's going to go right. You're going to be perfectionist at everything and there's going to be zero mistakes. Exactly. Realistically. Oh, mistakes are yeah, going to happen yeah, just get used all the time. To, just get used to not having, you know, the complete control over your life and get used to almost, like, you know, riding the wave a little bit, right? Because I think that's that's a better way of approaching life instead of being so possessive, so, like, you know, almost anal over everything that you yeah. do. Because that's just going to drive you nuts. I agree. You've been there, done that. Like, it's not... Yeah. <laughs> it's not... No, honestly, like... your time. Yeah, I agree. And I think that there's... You, I feel like people live in their extremes, right? Because you either live in this completely controlled world where everything has to go in a certain order, and then there's people who live like, oh, just the world take me. You know what I mean? And I feel like you can't live at that extreme. You have yeah. to live somewhere in the middle exactly. where you have that, you know, go with the flow kind of mentality, but you have structure as well. Mm-hmm. So, for example, in terms of like when we were talking about how to take advice. So mm-hmm. my, my parents... It's not that they don't want it. My parents are actually very good in terms of like pushing me to finish my education before anything else. But obviously in my parents' mind, the way they see it is like, you're a kid, you go to school, go to school, go to school, go to school, go to school. And then you finish high school, go to university. After you finish university, then you get married, get a new job, get a a good job, have kids, live your life. Like it's very, you know, it's a structured way of life. And, but here, like a lot within our you know generation. like generation in our our age group that's not yeah. necessarily the yeah. case it's a lot more flexibility, it's a lot more flexibility. <laughs> like my my parents really want me to do my masters and i i they i understand sure. yeah they really want me to do my masters they think like that's the next step you know what i mean in mm-hmm. terms of where my life is going i should do my masters because masters gives you um more job, more job opportunities yeah. because you're specialized i understand that but i think they think that if i wait too long and then maybe if I get married, then I'm going to have a whole set of responsibilities. And I'm just going to leave the education aside. Mm-hmm. But on my end of the, the spectrum, I'm still young. I can yeah. go back. to. I've seen 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds go yeah. back to school. I'm pretty sure I can go back to school at like 25. Yeah. I'm not going to, you know <laughs> what I mean? I'm not going to, it's not that I'm not going to lose my love for education. I always love learning new things. But I don't see myself spending money mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. or even getting into a program. Programs won't take you if you, they don't if you don't know what you're gonna do. Yeah, if you don't seem committed to. The if you don't seem yeah. committed, if you they can tell when you write your applications. If you if you don't provide a good enough answer to their questions, like they won't take you. So I don't see myself paying for even a hundred dollars for an application. Yeah. If I'm not if I'm not willing yeah. to make that commitment to go to school again, mm. so. There's different viewpoints there, but that doesn't mean I won't take my parents' advice. I, st- I, I still, from the advice they take, like they say, you know, go do your master's because this and this, you know, when responsibility comes, it's going to be hard. So from that advice, I take, okay, I need some structure. Mm-hmm. Let me make out a plan. Mm-hmm. I understand that things are going to change when I get older. So, you know, let me work accordingly to what I, you know, what I have available right now. Yeah. That's, so that's like taking the information that you receive and, you know, putting it towards your current yeah life (laughs) no i know and i think um i I think that's an easier it's just that's just a generation gap thing yeah i think most people our age understand that there's flexibility around what you can do with your life Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to go literally in the order of a b and c you can switch those things around right yeah but i also think that don't make that make you lazy yeah you know what i mean some people go like you know i have time yeah yeah i don't need to worry That shouldn't be what you're thinking. Yeah. I think worry is important. You should worry about your life. It's always good to have a fire up your ass. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so. You need to. You need to worry. You need to care. Yeah. That's the thing. You need to care about yourself enough to do what you need to do to get things done and to get where you need to be. But at the same time, don't let it completely like make you anxious and yeah. stressed yeah. to a point where you're not yeah. healthy. I think basically what we're saying is live life in moderation, right? Like yeah. you have to see you can't live on the polar opposites of like what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Be so consumed by the worry of your life that you're not doing anything or being too relaxed relaxed about it, right? I think for me what well, cuz right now I'm in the position of where like I'm kind of um, you know, borderline in a contract, not sure if it's going to be extended for too long. Like, the government's really, like, wishy-washy Same, I'm in a right contract, now. too. Yeah, when it, especially working in the government's really wishy-washy right now with the hiring freeze and everything, and nothing's pretty certain. So, because of that, like, I... You know when, like, um, like right before exam, for example, like, this is the best explanation, like, of what I'm experiencing right now, is that when you're, you have an exam two weeks from now, but for some reason, you're just not studying. Like, you just, like, Oh, <laughs> that's happened shit. to, yep. Like, you're, like, you're kind of, like, at that point where you're, like, I don't care. Yeah, and it's, like, we're 60% <laughs> of your mark, and you're still, like, I don't <laughs> yeah. care. So, and, but you do certain things to, like, I, for what I used to do is, like, talk to people who, and see people studying, and then I'll go, oh, okay, other people are doing more work than I am, and then so it'll kind of get me there. Yeah. The same thing for me, like, I know, like, my contract is at risk, and at the same time, I'm still, like, I have been sort of in a lazy, I guess, mood to, like, to so look, like, for more stuff. look for more. Oh, uh, job hunting people. is, is and it's tiring. Exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. It's a job, basically. <laughs> it is, no. And so, but what I've been doing is, like, in for informal interviews and, like, talking to people, it's those people, people who are professionals who hear my story and then go, you should be doing this, this, and this, and then I just go, whoa. Yeah. Whoa, they're more concerned than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. And that's what you... doing right. And then they give you a whole list of resources, and then the second you start looking into those things, you're like, you're like oh. Fuck, fuck. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Making your, and then, you know what I'm saying? And then it like, pushes you to, you know. Me, that's, and that's what I'm saying, right? Like, I, I think, start talking to people. I feel like the best, if you're in a situation right now, since, again, we're talking about life lessons and kind of, you know, sort of specifically to career, if you're in a space where you really don't know what you're doing, you, you're almost about to apply for a university, you don't know, you know, what it is that you want to get into, or mm-hmm. you're out of school and you're like, fuck, everyone has a job, I don't, what the hell do I get into? For me, it's a matter of talking to people, like, I, I, for, I, the best thing that I did for myself in any, like, po- point of my life where I was in that kind of a rut was hearing what other people did, or mm-hmm. kind of getting inspired, or, like, motivated by hearing 
people being like unemployed for years not just like a few months yeah years and then seeing what they did to help themselves out like i think that for me like i work best when i'm a complete in total like like for me i have to get to a point where i'm inc- incredibly anxious before <laughs> anything happens <laughs> and also like look around you talking i agree talking to people is really beneficial especially when you hear other people's experiences yeah. because i know a lot of people say like don't be a follower be a leader but I feel like before you become a leader, you have to follow someone, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't yeah. just make up things. Yeah. Like you some people start small too. Sometimes. Yeah, you it's not going to be this big entrepreneur. There are those some people gonna, you know. that maybe are magnificent, and yeah. you know they can make something out of nothing. Great, but like for me, I like listening to other people's experiences because I know where go what goes right, what goes wrong. Yeah. When I go into a situation, I don't want to go in blind. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe some people that works for some people, I don't know. But for me, mm-hmm. if I speak to other people and I hear their experiences, then I can be like, okay, so when I, I go into this, maybe this is what I need to do to be yeah. successful, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't think you should listen to some person's story and then copy exactly what they did because you are not that person at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Your experience is going to be different from theirs. But you can find similarities or just put it in your memory and be like, okay, so this is what they did. Where This yeah. is where they went wrong. Yeah. And maybe, you know, I can... Yeah, and don't think too that like, say for example, in all of high school, you did chemistry. And you think, oh, because that worked out for me and because I kind of like that, that therefore, you know, my work's going to end up being that way guaranteed like as soon as you get into the work world there's something that happens that changes that you're like oh and now i know what it's like to actually be in chemistry on a day-to-day basics basis basis or like in the industry or whatever and then you're like this kind of is not as fun as i thought it'd be like i just to give you a story like when i first started out when i just first started looking for a job simply is that like i i you know you start working um, with an agency to find a placement because for me it was like I just need a work experience period I just want to be out there I don't care what field it's mm-hmm. in so I started in human resources and that lasted for two years but it's not a, a field I ever saw myself in but it gave me huge exposure because I was in an industry that had a shit ton of different departments I, fought, I saw finance I saw what engineering was doing I saw what you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. like different levels in that space and then I went okay like it, it, I see where I fit just, I see where I do and do not like things and I realized I could actually I like more like and I'm now in the position that I'm in which is health data which again science and math not a thing I never thought I was yeah to. that's totally like the rest of my family like, <laughs> I'm more liberal arts or yeah, English. Exactly. so same thing as Yvonne was saying communications like I feel like a different space altogether mm-hmm. but like part of the story is this that don't also do the thing of like I've always been in this certain bucket, so therefore I can never fit in any other bucket. Exactly. Expect to end up not liking what you're currently doing now. Like, I, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, make sure that you're not... Think, stop thinking that you're one kind of person. Mm-hmm. Chances are, even if like you're doing design right now and you think that that's like the passion of your life, which you probably in a, in a hobby sense is what you love doing, work world's different, you know? 100%. It'll, it'll tire you. They expect you to make things on a certain deadline, on a certain budget. They don't care about like your you know your creative experience no not the same no shit. <laughs> no they just want to deliver you have to follow guidelines you have to follow rules exactly. you have restrictions i mean i'm not trying to discourage anybody yeah. you know do what you want what you yeah. love but yeah. also don't expect it to go entirely yeah. your way yeah but I, I think what i'm saying is give yourself space <laughs> yeah 100 like, it's just not you know like your career is not going to go this simple streamlined way that you think it's going to end up being you know yeah so. We don't live in a cookie cutter world. No. As much as everybody wants you to think we do, not, we really don't. Yeah, you might end up finding something that you like better, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I never thought I'd like 
Be open to change. Yeah, I'm, I'm now working with a bunch of other people who have uh, experience in project management. Oh, boy, oh, boy, I'm glad I got the experience because it's completely different than... It, that's something you don't get exposed to in high school early on, for, for example. No. That's something you get into after as a certificate, and it, even though it's a huge industry in, like, the world, period. So, but that... Having not been exposed to that, I would have, like, missed out on something that I actually really like, right? So... And another thing, I think, when it comes to, you know, further education after high school... A lot of us come from families. In general, there's like this, like this, there's stigma or there's like this idea where certain jobs um, hold like value over others or there you only hear of certain jobs, right? Like I'm going to obviously the basic ones, doctor, lawyer, engineer, engineer, science, well, scientist, my science, my science. Yeah. You hear a lot of those big, big jobs. Those are the ones we hear of. Those are the ones everybody can recognize. No matter where you go in the world, everybody recognizes those jobs. But just because you haven't heard of a job does not mean it doesn't exist. Mm. That's the thing. Mm, yeah. So don't be afraid to go into a field where you're like, oh, I've never heard of a job in this field. Or I don't know what to call myself because in this field, there isn't like a... It's like if you go into medicine, you're a doctor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you go into communications, what are you? <laughs> That's, exactly. It's, it's that exactly what it yeah. is. You yeah. don't have a certain term for someone who graduates communications because yeah. you can go... You can be a lot of things yeah. <laughs> when you graduate with communications. Yeah. So don't be afraid yeah. to go into something that gives you a lot of options because sometimes when people have yeah. a lot of options, they're like, yeah. uh, I don't know yeah, where to go. Like, don't be afraid to go into like you know, roles like if you're learning art history or history in general or archaeology, there's like museums and shit out there that are looking for positions that are not competitive because who's, all these, you know, people from our generation, brown people, like not to stereotype, but specifically, they're going into math and science roles and like working their asses off to, you know, compete with hundreds of other kids. Meanwhile, you're like the one of the only like five people in history or, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those people want want and are looking for you. Mm -hmm. So it's actually your advantage at the end of the day. Not only are you in something that you like that you're smart at but you're gonna find rules easy yeah so. also like don't be you don't, don't you won't shame. get anything if you don't work for it mm. so don't be afraid if you think if you keep thinking that oh if i do this i'm not gonna get i'm not gonna get anywhere because there are no opportunities for me no you yeah. can't just you don't know the world yeah, <laughs> you don't yeah. know what's out yeah, there exactly. you can't just exactly. assume that there's nothing the out there yeah. for you if you don't work hard nothing's gonna come for you no matter what if you want to be a doctor you're not gonna be a doctor if you don't if you don't work hard yeah at the end of the day because yeah. if you think just because you're good at science you're gonna become a doctor yeah <laughs> um i'm sorry honey <laughs> no that's not how it works medical school is very hard they only pick the people who actually are passionate about it so regardless of what you do if you want to become a lawyer doctor engineer if you want to become a fashion designer, if you want to become a musician, a painter, anything you want to do, you have to put 150 million percent mm-hmm. into it yeah. because that you're literally that's your life. Yeah, you, it has yeah. to be, you know. Yeah, and within like reason, creative, of course. Like, especially if it's a creative job, like know that it's not just that your resume that you work on, which like even that topic is like a whole separate other thing. I think. It's everything that you do when you're not working in a creative yeah. job. It's it's what are you working on hobby wise? You know, is there some side project that you're working on? Is it something, you know, a notebook that you're keeping pace with? If if it's if it's, if it's writing, if it's drawing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? What are you going out to museums? Are you attending different? Ex- you know, like how are you keeping yourself up to up to date? Exactly. Like, you know, people in even in and out outside the creative world who are reading articles and reading books about the field that they're in, not because again they're, they're trying to bring that to an interview and impress people necessarily but because they're driven they're, they they know that that they want to be in this space i was at a point to explain that like 
you know, when I went to English in the first place, I obviously was more aware than anyone else about, you know, if you go into English, the same thing of like, you have two options going into teaching or going mm-hmm. into more education. <laughs> yeah. Right. And for me, it was like, not, I was conscious of like, okay, there's not a certain job market out there for that. You know, it's kind of risky to do English. Is it really the most in demand of the, in the job world? But the way that I came at it, and this is me listening to my intuition, I guess, is that I knew if I went into any other degree and paying as much money as you do for tuition for four years or four plus years, depending on what you're doing, right? I knew my money was more worth it in my time if I went into English because I'd stick with it for the four years because I liked mm-hmm. it that much. And I, like, I've, I've experienced it where, like, you know, I started drawing as a hobby growing up thinking that I'm just doing it to make myself happy, but it grew into other things. Like, I ended up being able to paint things for an auction at one point when I was in high school. Oh, wow. And, like, that was for Mist, actually. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, okay. And, like, it, there's there's things that came out of it in really rewarding experiences mm-hmm. from what started as a hobby because I knew it was something that I would stick with and it, it was something that made me happy and I was actually, you know, had some sort of skill at that it worked out that way. So, for me, it was, like, a no-brainer of, like, why would I go into anything else if I'm going to drop out in two years? Like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like, English would work out because I would stick with it for four years and then given that I am passionate enough about it, I'm going to find a way to find a position. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, yeah. You, you can make anything work for yourself. Yeah. Obviously, we're coming from like privileged points of view because we live in a supportive family setting. Yeah, we had the opportunity, we had the to, opportunity go to, to go to university. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's obviously people out there, even in, within Canada itself, that don't have the opportunity because of multiple reasons. Yeah. Um, but... I think at the end of the day, if you put your mind towards something, yeah, there might be obstacles depending on your life story, depending on, you know, what you have to face growing up. There might be obstacles, but don't let that be the reason why you don't do what you want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there a lot of there's sometimes there and obviously everybody has the right, especially if you're going through a really, really tough time in life it can get you down mm-hmm. at the end of, like it, it'll get you down. And you're saying, okay, there's this huge obstacle in front of me. And because of that, I literally can't and a lot of times it could be a um financial obstacle and if you don't have the money to pursue further education how are you going to do it right but i've also heard of people if you really really want to do something at the end i feel like you're going to do it at the end of the day like you'll find a way to get there if you i mean there's people who work hard they're working two three jobs and they put themselves through university you can't let anything stop you yeah yeah and maybe that's coming from a privileged point of view because yeah. I w- yeah. had the opportunity, and, but, like, you can't... Yeah. And, again, if you talk to enough people, too, and if you get the chance to start working and, you know, and start initiate, even if it's awkward, initiate conversations with people who have the 50-plus years and whatever career that they decided to get into, mm-hmm. chances are they didn't start off where you think they started Yeah, off, exactly. You know? um, because I've heard so many people have actually more experience in waitressing or in customer service first before they, they ever even got into a management position that they are in now. Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard people get into higher level positions without university degrees you know so there there exactly there's a will in a way and i think that there's something like if again like you are in a position where you kind of are in a rut i find that those things happen and not to get too like preachy here but i think those (laughs) things happen like almost on purpose so that you get to a a, i guess a desperate enough point in your life that you work even harder to get you know what i'm saying yeah there's so many stories of like being at the your rock bottom but have had that those moments have to happen so that you can get to to the top. Yeah, where you're gonna get eventually, right? Yeah, I. Because if you're I, doing yeah. well, like chances are you you're not plateau. Work. You're kind yeah. of like I'm cool. I'm yeah, chilling. Yeah, float. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah. not gonna necessarily drive 
and push as hard as you think you yeah, will. Yeah, I have, I truly believe in this is like I guess this is, comes from a religious standpoint, yeah. but I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. Like yeah, you know, like you have control over your life, but I think that things are kind of predestined. Yeah. Um, so if something happens, you just instead of pushing yourself down because like oh this went wrong or I didn't do this right or never nothing ever I'm never gonna do anything good because of like a certain thing or the way you're the way you grew up or certain like you know obstacles in your life instead of thinking the negative at the negative aspect of it and obviously this is easier said than done 100 Mm percent but if you think about what you can learn from that experience what you can take from that experience to move you forward Mm -hmm. i'm sure like a lot of the time that just that makes your life better Mm -hmm. because i feel like people who have it easy i don't think they're happy (laughs) honestly because they don't know because it, they it, don't have experience. Like I feel like people who are hundred percent happy, who never had to deal with anything in their life, you have no substance to your life. Yeah, it's it's the fulfillment part, right? It's yeah, not, it's not necessarily happiness that makes your life worth it. It's fulfillment. So even if like every single day of your life you have to bust ass, like you literally are living on just your, you know, like your salary is worth for that week. Mm-hmm. You literally have to bust ass yeah. the next week just to make it again. Um, I think that that's what fulfillment looks like though like because you know very physically and very visibly what hard work looks like and yeah you know exactly what you get out of and then it. say for example if your life changed for for the better like if say for example in two three years after working 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 so hard you kind of get that break where you're like i don't have to live off of my salary you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i have extra mm-hmm. that little change like you said okay i did that like mm-hmm. i did i help myself i did it like mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, whichever one wants to get to there at one point it, yeah we'll get, there. we'll get there eventually but just to wrap up because i think we're in and around an hour mm-hmm. podcasting uh what are your like three top tips just even if it's like minor um work habit things to kind of get um you know your your career growing like three just three general work tips like what would you say for yourself okay keep going i would say Oh, that's I hard. Can, I, can, I can give one. <laughs> okay, go. Um, because this I did, again, I started doing this habitually and then ended up later in my career life hearing from other people to do this in work. And I was like, wait, I already do it though. So what what it is is that for me, I write lists nor- like habitually already normally. Like for mm. me, I, I'm very, like, uh, I need something very tangible to see that it needs to be done. And then I like the satisfaction of crossing it off when it is done. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm that type of person. So I, um, at work... From even like my earliest job, even in an admin position, this stuff matters. If you're in, in a day's worth, you know, you write down what your tasks are, you know, you know, the ones that are routine that you know you have to get done and then plus the ad hoc ones, like your managers just give you last minute. Yeah. Write down everything. Every mm-hmm. single I agree. Because it shows you, especially, and it's really fulfilling when you have two years worth and go to see what you started off doing, like photocopying to yeah. you know, fulfilling whole tasks, you know, like actually important corporate yeah. tasks. Yeah. <laughs> So I do that because not only is it fulfilling, but I think when it comes to like even developing a resume and then having to sit down and think, oh my God, I have to write down what I've done for two years. That's daunting. And you can't remember everything. Generally, you will never, you won't won't remember everything in the two years and you might miss some special stuff. So having some sort of, you know, book, I'm sure your workplace will provide you a notebook that you can look through and flip through and have that fill on your your resume spots. That really, really helps. Um, I think that's the first thing. The second thing is, I think um, to go back to your point of planning, but if you don't know what specifically you're going to go into job-wise, but you can point to certain companies or certain job descriptions 
and go, this kind of looks actually really cool and I'd like to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, use leverage the job descriptions not only to know, okay, I need to learn this software. I need to figure out what this word means and go look into it yourself. Do your research, figure out what that looks like. But that gives you, like, do you know what I'm saying? Learn what. Yeah, it's you, kind of like a backwards approach yeah. or like a reverse approach to yeah. finding what you want to do in university. Like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's good to find keywords mm-hmm. or even like if you have an organization or a company that you really like or appreciate or respect mm-hmm. um go through like their mission statement go through what they do yeah, see what and th- see what yeah. they're hiring and like you know highlight those keywords and then go back and search them in um the catalogs yeah. for universities and, and colleges and so many job titles like i feel like i feel like i like because they sound cool mm-hmm. you know and you're like oh man if i told people i did this for a living man <laughs> Oh my god, Rosie, you're so cool. No, but like actually look into those positions. Look into like what actually does a front end front end developer do, okay? And then maybe actually looking through the job description will tell you you don't you're you know that's something you're not into because you're seeing what they're, you know, having yeah. to do actually on a day to day basis, what they're responsible for. If that turns you off, then you know, oh shit, okay. When it comes to filtering and indeed I don't need to put in these words. Yeah, like, exactly. You know <laughs> <laughs> so like th- that's the second thing I think and it th- that's huge too because when it comes to talking to um, even again this is very like tactical but going to interviewers or informal or formal you get to tell them well what, you know their question of what do you want to what do you want to do in five years which I hate, hate that question because you it. never know 100%. Um, but it's something you can provide to say sorry I don't know but you know I have been looking into these things and it makes yourself look proactive productive yeah um, and that you're conscious you're not just aimlessly like sending up resumes exactly yeah so those are two things i know there's one thing that i'm gonna regret not saying in this podcast (laughs) because i'm so i I mean look i'm you like think of it later (laughs) yeah it's not like i I haven't even had like 10 plus years in the work world so for me to give advice is kind of like like a little yeah same (laughs) (laughs) it's a little like i i get where i'm coming from but it's just something i would still love to have heard this from high school Oh my god! Known, to have known, like, are you, you kidding me? You There's know. so many things you don't learn because in high school. I feel like I, I would have instead of being so focused on should I go to university or college and which university, which university has yeah. the best rep. That, that's exactly where my head shouldn't have been. Do you yeah. Know what I'm saying? Like if I listened to what I'm saying now, I would have been a lot more at ease too. Yeah. Right. Because uh, being so scared about. You know, For if any of our listeners are still in high school. Yeah. Um. One thing I would definitely recommend to do is don't limit your learning to what you learn in school. Mm. That is so huge. Yeah. Education comes from in many forms. So obviously the main form or source of education is schooling, obviously, because, yeah. you know, that's where you get a wealth of information. But we are in the digital world. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like information, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can get and you can learn about anything online you guys are part of you guys are online all the time yeah like even us we're online all the time but the younger generation even more so i would say Mm -hmm. because they started young like Mm -hmm. elementary schools are using google docs you have everything's on google you know you have all this like you have access to all this information and obviously i'm as a kid, you don't really care. You're like, no, I want to do whatever I want. Like, I'm going to play my games online. I'm going to go on my, you know, my social media. Great, do that. I'm not saying don't do that. Okay, no, I, I 100% have, have fun on your, you know, have fun as a, as a kid. But when you start getting into, like, the mid-high school time, like, I know that it um, it's hard when people say you need to know what you need to do by the end of high school because obviously a lot of people don't and they still are fine. But you need, I feel like you still need to have some sort of an idea of what you like and what you don't like. That is something that's very, very key. So 
you know, learn stuff outside of high school. Learn things from online. Learn things from older siblings, older cousins, older friends. Mm-hmm. Safe friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> your parents. <laughs> you may not like talking to your parents, but talk to your parents because no matter what, like, even if you don't agree with a lot of, uh, or you don't agree with the way they look at the world, they still went through life as your, they were your age once. Yeah. As much as they love to say that to you and you hate them saying it to you, mm-hmm. they were your age once. They have experience. So, like, talk to people who have the experience and learn about, you know, things that are outside of your little bubble of high school. Yeah. Because I tell this to my cousins all the time, high school's only four years of your life. Mm-hmm. And it's the, probably the most insignificant four years of your life, 100%. <laughs> Seriously, because when I think back to high school, I'm like, you know, I had fun. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Had some fun times, you know. I definitely learned things, but... Yeah, you're like... Wait, when I think back to what I where I learned the most, it was not high school. It was university, right? 100%. It wasn't yeah. high school. Yeah, it was... For, for me, yeah, it was in that time that I was working and sitting at the same time well that that's natural right it's the first time you had to juggle both things at once. yeah so obviously your growth ex- just goes yeah it, it was in high school i wish i yeah. wish there was more resources in in high school that taught you yeah beyond you yeah. as a high school student because yeah. you when you go to high school i mean you definitely learn a lot i'm not saying don't take all the information you can from your school because you definitely learn a lot yeah. always be hungry to learn but there's more yeah. When you get out of high school, you are in a whole new world, baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, it's because I remember in high school ha- having heard that of like, you know, high school is just the beginning. The, your life starts. Yeah, afterwards. and you don't really care. You're like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't care, <laughs> and it's actually hard to see because if you have been in that bubble your entire life, you're like, okay, thanks for telling me, but by the way, I don't know what that means. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I it's really only after that you experience yeah. it and you understand it. My third thing now, because I was gonna mention it, is two things actually. The first is, like, make sure that whatever first job that you get into, make sure that it's something that has, and that's just, like, such a key buzzword, but make sure it has transferable skills. Like, make sure it's something mm-hmm. that it, it's a job that can make sense in another field, in another industry, that if, even if it's admin position, that's still transferable because you need those skills to even make a lateral move yeah. or to go, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's retail. Yeah. Retail like, gives you customer service skills. Exactly. Get, get, you know, you could at least speak to those things to say, mm-hmm. I, I have people skills. Like, I, I know yeah, what it's I like can organize. To, yeah, I, I can, I'm visual. And yeah. I mean, customer service jobs are like... Fast paced. Practically known for dealing with bullshit on a day-to-day yep. basis. Yeah. with problems. So, yeah. Stuff like that, problem solving. But if you're in like, let's say, and I don't want to pick a specific like job, but if you're like, you know, doing, I guess, like bicycle repair and you're not really in, at the front of the store and you're in the back room and that's all you're doing like that's a great gig to do if you're just trying to make quick money but in terms of like saying you know bring it to any other yeah. job to say this is what i can do when we're, do you know what i'm saying yeah if that's not something you're if you're not gonna go into the world of bicycles you know what i mean like if <laughs> yeah. that's not where you're going into the future yeah, exactly. if that's your thing and you're gonna do that in the future go for it Fine, but yeah. if that's not what you're planning to do in the future unless it's like maybe a small summer job yeah you need to find something else. Yeah, exactly. Like, you, at the end of the day, some you know, we always say do what you love. Mm-hmm. Um, and if lo- if you love working with bikes, do that. That's but it. also, if you know you want to go into something different mm-hmm. in a whole different field, make sure the bike thing, you can still do the bikes on the side, yeah. but make sure you have something that'll yeah. put you forward yeah. in life. Something that you could, again, like, say um, to another professional, like, you know, yeah, I haven't been working. Like, say if you want to work in, like, I don't know, like, give me a do- any job, I don't know. Like anything else, <laughs> any, anything marketing. Is, yeah, fine. If you want to work in marketing, but the only thing you've ever done is, um, you know, customer service. Let's say, fine. But at least that role gives you enough bandwidth to say, 
you know, yes, I haven't worked in marketing, but I can tell you that I've learned a lot about communications and working with my company. I've seen how they've branded things. How, you know what I'm saying? There's exactly. Still something you can bring to the table. Yeah, because even if you work in retail, a lot of the times, um, if you, especially if you've worked there for a couple years and you get to know your team and your manager and stuff, yeah. a lot of the times, even if you're just an associate, um, you they still give you responsibilities if they've known you if they've known you for a while, you know what I mean? Like they, like say for example, I worked for a retail company. I'm not going to say their name because I don't have a good experience with them. Um, not, not, not in my fault, their yeah, fault. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I worked there for four-ish years. And so even as an associate, your basic, your role is to just clean the store, you know, and maintain good customer relations, right? Like maintain, make sure everybody's happy. You're, you're serving your customers, but as I worked, like I got to know my team, I know my my manager really well. So I did other things like visual things. So I would put up like, you know, how help my manager make the store look a certain way. Like, how would I make this product stand out? So you learn certain marketing skills as well, even yeah. as an associate. So yeah. you yeah. never know what skills yeah. you can obtain. Yeah. And it's up to you ultimately too to, to speak to those things. You have to find a way that you can go, man, I really don't have that five plus years that he's looking for, but... With a, yeah, but what makes you I special? Have, I can twist this on its head and exactly. say, but I learned yeah. these things, you know. So that's what I would suggest to do. And the other thing is actually a TED Talk I watched when I was in high school. I don't think I was in university. Called um, It's the Amanda Poehler, Palmer um, TED Talk called The Art of Asking, where she basically says, like, there's so many doors that open when you ask someone for help, when you ask someone hey, can you do this for me? Even okay. if it's a side favor, even if you're not looking for really a reward or expecting them to give you anything in return. Not that, just basically asking and see where those things lead. That was actually going to be but, my next point. Really? Yeah. Were we all like, have you watched <laughs> No, not the TED Talk. Just in, just don't in be general. afraid to ask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. And don't, it's, sort of got, no, but the, like, eat, like, if you watch this afterwards. Yeah. But like, it just opened like my mind up to, because to, there's something about, I don't know if it's an age thing, if it's a cultural thing. But there's yeah. something about, like, the stigma around asking, asking for help. that you're like, yep. uh, somehow I have to get them, yeah. to give apparently, them something. No, but apparently when you, I feel, I don't know if it's just me, but the impression was that if you ask for help, it makes you look bad. Yeah, needy. Needy or, or like, like, you, you don't. can't help yourself. Exactly, yeah. but honestly, sometimes you need to ask for help. Yes, of course, you you have, like, your own self-assurance. Did, you, did sh- you just face, like, smell that intense perfume? Yeah. Really sorry, like, I'm like... Did I spray nothing? <laughs> no, but you know, like obviously, don't be the person who can't do anything for themselves. Obviously, you have in a capacity can do things for yourself. But if you're in a place where you need some help, ask help. And yeah. it depends. It doesn't matter what like capacity you're looking for in school. If you don't understand something, ask your teacher. Mm-hmm. Ask people in your class. Maybe you're not friends with them, but if you know someone that understands the material good, ask. Yeah, chances are, and like really, like. I, th- I know the idea of it is daunting, especially if you're asking someone higher up mm-hmm. or more experienced than you for help. Chances are, like, let's think realistically. Are they going to say outright no? Like, they... Most it, of the time, unless they're really, really rude, they won't. They won't. And if they do, what, well, is that going to hurt you? No. Like, okay, you go, thanks. Okay, okay. And then well, you walk on to the next. Exactly. Like, not, like, People are really scared of being though. heard hearing the word no yeah like i think we've have this fear for some reason if we're gonna if we're told no the world's done we're gone yeah, exactly. it's over exactly. they've said rejection, no to us yeah. rejection yeah. is such a, a big fear but guys yeah, what's just, gonna happen just, and chances you just are, move on i think good people good professionals good managers are those that like hearing that 
Mm -hmm. So they will be the ones to go, maybe I do want to mentor this person going forward. And then, again, huge opportunity there might happen, right? So, I mean, do it respectfully. Do it with... Of course, yes. uh, Don't be be (laughs) nagging. Don't be... Yeah, yeah. It's different, yeah. But, like... Definitely within your limits. Yeah. So, yeah, be respectful while you're doing it. But if... Especially if it's online, I think. If it's in person, wherever, just do what you need to do. Ask the person the question that you need to ask with all the, you know, elements that you want to ask. And then let it go from there, you know? So that's, I think that's the biggest thing to help yourself, like, is asking someone and then chances are you'll probably get more of a bigger yeah. answer than you thought was going to be answered. Yeah. Time, right? So, yeah. I think to end this podcast off, because I know it's been a long one, <laughs> um, I wanna, I'm going to say two cliche things <laughs> because I think it works. Okay. <laughs> First one is the saying, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm wrong mm-hmm. i think you can't have your, your cake and eat it too okay <laughs> get your cake and eat it okay you can have every, anything that you want in this world obviously don't be selfish yeah. you know you have to have some capacity of like you have there's always limits in terms of what you know you don't do like i said you can't live ex- on the extreme mm-hmm. you know live somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. but you can do what you want you can, be, you can do what you want and be successful. Yeah. Look at that. You yeah. don't hear that much, but you can do that. Sec- Yay. <laughs> I mean, I'll get there someday. <laughs> and then my second cliche thing, you are a sponge. You are a sponge. I, love, I like how you said it, like you're a motivational yeah. speaker. You too. are a sponge. Soak up everything that Child, you can. You are a sponge. Child, you are a sponge. <laughs> um, you're going to soak up all the information. Yeah. Just make sure... You are a sponge. You, you, you're hungry to learn. You're hungry to be successful. So take every little bit of advice, whether you agree with it or not, and you soak it up. Mm-hmm. And then you move on. You, know, you go on with your life. Mm-hmm. I think those are two things people need to remember. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There you know? You and do what you need to do to... I mean, you know, like I said, limits. <laughs> limits are very oh, yeah, important. Comes with, like a caveat whenever No, limits are very important. Like, just do careful, what you need to do but... to be successful, yeah. but don't do something that you don't agree with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just because yeah, that's one thing. Don't do something you don't agree with just because you want to be successful. Mm-hmm. Do what you need to do within your rights, within yeah. your moral capacity. Yeah, work ethics is a whole other yeah. thing. Whole other podcast. Anyways, <laughs> I know we talked a lot this podcast, yeah. but I really hope that our advice and our small couple years of experience <laughs> have helped people um or help people who who listen. Yeah. If you guys like our little advice podcast you know let us know please because yeah. you know we say this every yeah. time in our podcast like let us know and no one leaves yeah. comments okay yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like <laughs> we're waiting on you guys we have an email address we got social media like it's not hard just let us it know <laughs> and like if there's something like during this conversation they're like it's, it's relevant to you and you're like god i wish i could ask this one question again leave it in the comments yeah like, let us know if there's something specifically that we should touch the button and you're like oh my god i really want to talk about this specifically yeah one here's us to you know elaborate on something minor we would have mentioned um just let us know again um and give us ideas for other podcasts yeah honestly like if you have a something that you need advice on and you think we should do little segments of advice like advice segments send us stuff guys we will talk to you we want to talk to you (laughs) the people that listen to us (laughs) so and we want to start conversations you know we can actually make this pretty cool space to converse and to talk about you know and we just told you you know the art of asking. Don't be afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid to ask. We're here. <laughs> we'll ask you questions. You ask us questions. We become exactly. more yeah. intelligent individuals. And thanks for those because I just I've been kind of keeping track of like the 
the social media, you know, growth and whatnot for our podcast so far. And I've just been noticing on SoundCloud there's a few new followers. Like yeah. There's a lot of new people there. So, hello. Hello, the, welcome. The people we haven't we met. We hope that you're enjoying. Yeah, but leave something for us so we know who we are. And, yeah. Uh, we'll get to know you from there. But um, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you on the next one. Or no, I always say we'll see you on the next one. We're not going to see you. We will talk talk to to you you on the next one. (laughs) Bye. Bye, guys.